There's trouble brewing out in front of the saloon. Hey, they're gonna fight me, Jill. Look at them. They're about to draw. I fired point blank. Watch this. Welcome to Good Anime Spotlight. Oh my God! It yeah. is. Are we giggook? Uh, it's the tenth. No, we, no we're no, we're gas no. now. For the- <laughs> we're yeah, allowed to say that. we are a person. Mm-hmm. Pootie Pie is not on this production. All right. <laughs> we can get him. We have pull. Um, I don't think I want him. Uh, are you how sure? about that? Yeah, no. I, he I would fit with our uh, with like the I, anime demographic. Oh, yeah. So uh, yeah, he is the anime demographic. Yeah, white. Male occasionally spouts the N word and uh, still gets mm. away with it, yep. and probably into children. Ugh. Yeah, probably. Right. Um, he, he, it's it's only it's only for a joke when he puts uh, Nazi shit up there. Right. You know? yeah. It's just it's, it's funny. It's hey guys, funny. doesn't it look funny when Hitler killed these? Isn't that hilarious? Wow. Uh, I, yeah, you know, very funny. That, I didn't think that was funny, but then you said it like <laughs> that, and now I'm like laughing. <laughs> yeah, and then you know, PewDiePie entered into my head and was like, "Yo, uh, you have to laugh now." <laughs> Sorry. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Uh, anyway, anyway, what are we so, talking about? Uh, in case, what are we here in for? In case you haven't noticed, uh, for this season, we're good anime spotlight. And now you might be wondering, Mike, I, this is weird. How is this happening? Is this where you pick animes? No, we did that already, and the audio got malfunctioned by a giant uh, orange, orange meteor. fat cat. <laughs> he's working to, on losing weight if you're just no, listening to this now uh, we've already picked the animes and we're just going to stick with this being episode one because you know it was fun to talk for an hour and a half about picking the animes but we couldn't do it again so no I there's will, no way it would have been good i will give you the lineup right now um so in case you want to go watch what we're watch what we watched for today and then to keep you up to date and i'll say it again at the but end. they're all <laughs> yeah. old hey, so it doesn't hey, matter wait, can, you, can you just man. pause well, that's remember true. pause the anime pause the episode now so you can go watch yeah. 13 episodes yeah. What we're about to tell that's you, we're right. doing. Okay, so, so for this week, uh, Steve, we watched, we're talking to you. We watched Odd Taxi, <laughs> um, and then the next weeks we have Bacano, Jormungand, Ghost in the Shell, the movie, uh, Initial D, the movie. Uh, what is it? The ninety-five one for Ghost in the Shell? Is that what we? Is that what? Yeah, we, the ninety-five. Okay, 95. whatever, whatever. The older one, the older good one, not okay. One of the six thousand three D remakes that gotcha. okay. nobody actually. We'll likes. clarify that in the coming weeks when we figure out exactly which one it is. But we believe it's the ninety five, the old one. Okay. Then initial D the movie. Chainsaw Man, the season. Uh the new season. Gun Gnutsuo? The that only not? season. Gnutsuo. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm guessing it's Gnutsuo. Gonsuo. Okay. Oh no, there is an end in there. You're right. It's, I don't know. It's the Count of Monte Cristo anime. It's okay, there you go. Uh Redline the movie. Hajime no Ippo. Jay, which one did you decide on Hajime? Uh, the Rising. It's the newer one on uh, Crunchyroll, I believe. Okay. And Netflix, there you go. potentially. Yeah. And then Paranoia mm. Agent, which is... Is that another movie or is that an anime? No, no that's, that's, a that's an anime. Okay. There's only three movies. Yeah, and then Helsing Ultimate, which is a bunch of movies that pretend that they're just a show. <laughs> a bunch so. of movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's just ten <laughs> movies in a row. Uh, so, yeah, we watched Odd Taxi for this. And the point of the season is to take a nice R&R and just talk about animes that are, A, supposed to be good b we know are good or c just make us kind of feel good and uh so we chose 11 anime to do that we're gonna do this for fun and then we'll be right back at taking a whack at the worst anime plus the season we went over has some of the worst to pick from as most of them are repeat seasons so we kind of yeah it wasn't a good timed it well yeah Um, we definitely did it on purpose we're we're good at this (laughs) 
So the real question is, uh, how did you guys? Since I don't, I won't have a, an intro for this whole season, really. Um, what'd you guys think? Well, I mean, we're just going to talk about it. These episodes might be shorter, who knows? But we don't really care. We're just going to talk until we feel we've said enough, and that'll be that. So would you guys? Okay, I had to watch thirteen episodes. It was so. pretty fucking good. I'm right there uh, with you. I, I think it was well. I think it was well made. I don't think it's a thing that was specifically made for me, but I can recognize it as good. But it's got schmaltz. It does have schmaltz. Um, I'm not specifically about schmaltz. I don't know. It's not what you were saying last episode. And because yeah. there's no, proof, I had a lot of things in mind. So. Oh uh, shit! Ethan, wait, wait, hold on. King. Wait, I have my <laughs> recording. I don't own a fat orange cat. Just to be clear, <laughs> that's true. Have, there's only one of those. <laughs> you, um, you own a lazy no, it brown dog. That's it's true. part of the the quick rabbit mm-hmm. jumped over the lazy she brown dog. She is actually a pretty lazy brown All dog. Right. So yeah. All right. Well, then we'll start with uh, we'll start with Ethan. We'll talk about why you believe it's good from an outside perspective, even if it's not for you. Let's just talk about it. So yeah, tell us about yeah. your experience, Ethan. Um. Okay, so first off, the dialogue is pretty good. Um, a lot of Written times with anime, human. yeah, that it's yes, exactly. Um, often with the anime, I feel like it's not written by a human, I or written by maybe four or five people all put together. But more likely than not, it's just because the anime industry is so inundated with its own slime, and they only watch internally. That the only way they know how to write is just modeling after some other person. That uh, yes, we are still recording. Did, are we? Would we like to confirm that? That, that is important. Uh, yeah! <laughs> okay, good. We are still recording. Good. So <laughs> Four minutes further in than last time. Hell yeah. <laughs> good job, Jaxie. Um, so anyway, yeah. I, I think that the dialogue is written by a real person. Um, often there are um, moments where one character will say something that you think to yourself, well, that should beget a question. And then a question is offered by the person they're talking to. Um it's still not like the best dialogue I've ever had, um, but like it's it's still it's good. Um, let's see here. It is I like the art. It does exactly what it's supposed to. It doesn't really go anything above it, um, but it doesn't offend me at all. Um, and I guess more importantly, the characters in it are the driving force. Um, it it honestly reminds me of Do Ra Ra. I don't know if you guys have actually ever seen that. I have. Um, um, this is a it's better lot, than Do Ra Ra. It's a lot better than Do Ra Ra. It's much better than. Yeah, but like, do you see why I'm saying it? Like, y- no, you have a I, I bunch get what of. You're saying. Okay, because there's a do bunch Ra, of characters. Ra is basic, yeah, like if you want to break it down that way, do Ra 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 and this are just about a bunch of characters resolving an issue, where there's a bunch of individual human stories that all kind of tie together through somewhat unknown ways. Yep. Yeah, that's a great summary, and um. I don't think that's necessarily for me, but it is a thing that exists. Um, it definitely, I know we did this before, but it does remind me of like a weird Cohen movie thing where you have these weird fucking characters that are uh, just doing their own thing. They have their own beats. And for some reason, all of these plot lines all line up together. Um, and like, it's, it's purposely contrived, I guess is maybe a way to describe it is that like, you know, these things are going to line up together because all of them are running parallel to each other, all these characters. So like, you know, they have to meet, you just don't really know when or where it's going to happen. Um, and it's also lighthearted enough that you can just kind of sit back and relax and enjoy the ride to like, get you to that point. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It probably wasn't for me, but it it is good for all the reasons I just said. Mm Hmm. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I think this was uh, a perfect uh, anime to start out with on this list because it's so, you're right, it's just so relaxed. It was so easygoing. 
uh, but every everything had a point. It felt like there were only a couple times where I was like, "Wow, that might be a little much," but I could say that about even some of my favorite movies. So I yeah. don't really think I had anything to even nitpick about it. Um, I just thought that, yeah, I don't know. I just sat there and enjoyed every episode for the first time in so very long. <laughs> it's, I, felt I um, I think this is a good example of if someone said to me, "I want an anime that I can sit down and watch after work, and I don't really have to think too hard on it." Um, but I just want to enjoy myself. I would hand them this. There's there's no problem with that. Um, like, maybe it would require you to think a little bit about, like, how all the characters are moving. But the thing is, you don't have to do that. It, like, it serves up the, the plot line on a silver platter. Like, anytime the two characters interact, it doesn't really require you to remember, like, you know, that this guy skipped work on Tuesday or something. Like, they are figuring it out like you are figuring it out at the same moment. So uh, it, it kind of works that it, it is a tell, don't show, but it, it works well because of it. Like all the characters are informing you where you are. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's a perfectly serviceable, acceptable anime for that reason. I mean, I think I liked it more than most because it confirms all of my internal biases about Japan. Oh, God, say more. I can't I, wait to get in I trouble. I genuinely, before you get into that, I genuinely enjoyed that we had a manhwa <laughs> anime, and then we just watched an anime that included manhwa as like a side story. I mean, no, no, no. Manzai. Yeah, yeah, sorry, Manzai, Manzai yeah. You're right. Manzai. I also really enjoyed that. I, I saw that it happening, really, and I was like, I thought it was really funny. Like, I heard them on the radio. I was like, is this man? Is it? Is that? Are they doing like a Manzai thing? And Manzai? as they kept yeah, going, I was like, like, oh, no, this is like sort of integral. This is hilarious. But go ahead, Jay. You know, tell us how you really feel. Well, again, like going off the Manzai thing, much like everything else, the whole bit of the Manzai group is that nobody finds them funny. Like nobody. (laughs) Everybody hates them. The funniest thing ever. They're winning like Manzai competitions, but their radio show is the most dull, like nauseating thing. And even the main character who listens to it every day is just like, oh, no, I listen to it because it's like the only way. It's so fucking boring that I can sleep. (laughs) I mean, it's yeah, like the least, enter- like it's the least of- entertaining thing possible. It's like there are a lot of like radio duos out there, and it's kind of like if one of them, they just decided to go on as an act, you know, rather than like if Abbott and Costello were to host a radio show, it might be interesting. But if, say, your local radio station has like two guys that like have their friendly banter decided to then go out and take their act on the road, it wouldn't it wouldn't go well. And this is exactly no, it, that. It's, it's literally just like legions and legions of people trying to be Abbott and Costello without a sense of humor. Yeah. I'll never understand. Uh, sometimes, again, like going over the Manzai thing again. They had some jokes that were actually genuinely funny. Yeah. 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 I mean, the, and the, then they the had some ones where funny. they would explain like the joke and be like, all right, well, this clearly isn't for me. Like this, that's a Japanese thing I don't get. But yeah. Yeah. That shit. That shit wasn't that great. I mean, but, even for what it's worth, considering the humor in the show between this guy and the, the rapping kid guy, um, no. both of them are written in Japanese considering they are, it's still like, they still put a, a amount of time and effort into making the jokes land or making the rhymes work. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I know that that's integral to their characters, but like that is not something a lesser show would even bother doing. Um, so it's, it's worth pointing out like the fact that I laughed at any of the, uh, the Manzai jokes. Um, I don't know. I think that's, I think that's good. It's like a good translation. Yeah. Plus it, it also a hundred percent confirms that like, Everybody wandering around Japanese society feels like they're on the fucking razor's edge of just becoming a a worthless member of society in their own eyes for some fucking reason. (laughs) 
Yeah, everyone is just yeah eight millimeters away from being like horrible. Apparently, and- apparently, because everyone's like, "Hey, when I was a kid, I I wanted to collect erasers," and all the kids. Well, actually, nobody wanted to collect erasers but me. I was a <laughs> I was a dumb little weirdo. Yeah, actually, I was I was even more of a. <laughs> so i i wanted to be, I wanted to beat all. I, so there's a small clique of this. people who who collect erasers actually that's a lie there was one kid who collected erasers better than me and i decided to make it my entire personality to one up yeah (laughs) well my god man how is this anyone else's problem that is definitely some japanese shit though right like the one person exactly i will do the thing that no one wants to do anymore but i will be the best person ever to have ever lived at making salt from seawater and it's like well that's cool like except I'm, that <laughs> i'm like, number guess, two like, and i'm gonna kill myself yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like god damn man come on i got shit jesus yeah, you, so you because always, wait wait hold always, on you always hear about the success story of the guy who was in first place you never hear about the guy who kills himself because he was constantly in second and i now we, you get to know <laughs> We should actually mention what this character is because, like, it's so ridiculous. And he's, like, definitely a good punchline. It's, like, literally this guy who's a programmer who only plays a gotcha game, basically Pokemon Go. And he's trying to get a really rare, shiny Pokemon. And that's, like, his whole thing. But they spend, like, five minutes explaining this character's backstory. And it's exactly what JW was just saying about how he wanted erasers because it was the cool thing to do in elementary school, except for it actually wasn't. Uh, it's actually much cooler to be a jock or to be like, you know, pretty or, or whatever. smart or have skills or, smart, or yes. social ability. It, it's, I don't yeah. got none of that. I got an eraser. It's kind of yeah. like, a, it's kind of like uh, back in the day, like when in elementary school, I brought like Yu-Gi-Oh cards to school and I thought I'd be the cool kid on campus, but it yep. was just me and another kid. And he was like, Oh yeah, I guess no one cares about this, but me. I think I'll just stop now. But, you know, that's the that's the general thing you do. You either just stop or find other people to play with. But uh, this guy decided that he'd make it his entire life and personality to be the best at collecting erasers. Uh, yeah, well it, into his 20s, <laughs> yes. by the way. Yes. <laughs> He's still just going. I also love that this guy had literally like a Marxist teacher. And <laughs> he had like economics like... Uh, review during his flashback where he's yeah. like yeah my my like my teacher was trying to impart like you know having equity within the classroom but instead he created a capitalist monster who wanted erasers I don't know what to do with that shit um, that, there was a lot I yeah mean, like, I love again, this like, everything I learn about Japanese school just makes me cry a little bit on the inside but uh, again like the whole point of the show is that every but every single character is considered by their society to be a bad person or a failure. And the whole show is about like not necessarily redeeming them, but making it clear that when you're considered an outcast by society, you immediately have to find some other method of deriving value from your life. And everyone's just trying, everyone in the show is just trying to come up with something that gives their life like a bit of value to themselves or to other people. It it ironically humanizes them. Um, yeah, because everyone's it, it, on that and, and same stupid grind for pretty much no reason. And the main character emblemizes that perfectly, with how he he just desperately wants to pay back the end uh, the nonprofit organization that paid for him to live by himself after his parents died. Yeah, for no and reason. Honestly, nobody wants well, that money from him. No. Yes, correct. No one wants the money from him. He, they basically gave it to him because he was. Like mentally handicapped, 
Well, yeah. Like I, also, also, it's a money laundering operation, pretty obviously. But yeah, it is also that. Yes. <laughs> right. So, it's like, literally controlled by the Yakuza. Yeah, I mean, he's he seems like it's a good guy, but like, yeah, no offense, cool. man. Yakuza pumping money into charities like a like, that's a bread and butter, you know, money laundering technique. When you got yeah, a couple of bill in, you know, like stolen funds, sometimes it makes more sense just to throw it all away on something that might pay you back as opposed to trying to like hold on to it. You know what I mean? Like it, you, no, you, you have to park I mean, it is... somewhere. You might not be able to get ever a return on that investment, but like you, you can at the very least be like, "Hey, I've got this NPO. I'm a good person. I get some like tax deductions at least." I mean, this is literally. Um, I I always forget it's three. It's integration layering, and I forget the third one. I... Um, but like basically the three steps of money laundering, and like that's what he's doing. He's he's getting the money into the system. I figured the three um, steps of money laundering was have money, spend the money, lie about how much you spent, get money back, sell money eventually, or sell I mean, sell investment. Oh, okay, I got it. It's you integration just, you just layering to, placement. Yeah, integration being the part where you buy an investment, anything. Anything you can physically spend cash on. And then once you do that, you have effectively laundered your money. The hard part being, how do you buy the placement what, 30 the strip clubs in cash and nobody raise an eyebrow? Yes. You know, the um, the so hard I part isn't, I was isn't ref- the part where you buy something. The hard part's where you get to buy something without getting caught. And then where right. you get to sell it again later without getting caught. I mean, yeah. This is I, I flipped them. I always and this is the reason why I don't work in money laundering anymore. But uh, um, know. or anti anti money laundering. Uh, anti, uh, it's like cut cops, it, man. cut you, it. You got to be the best money launderer to be anti money launderer. Yeah, I you, you know gotta what? Out launder them. <laughs> You're down with the dry gotta, cleaners. I mean, like I'm gonna out launder them all. To beat the best, you gotta be the best. Yes, I'm thinking of Leo from Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, exactly. It's not money laundering, but it's pretty fucking close. It is. It just <clears> is. Yeah. I right. just think of the but, Ozarks, um, even though I've never really seen it, because apparently that's what that show is about. I've never seen it. I know it's some mountains. Yeah, well, I've it, seen it. It's, it's not just, that good. Yeah, it's just about mm-hmm. money laundering. That's all it really is. Yeah. So. He does exactly that. He just he gets he gets barrels of cash, and he has to find somewhere to park it. Yeah, he like feeds it through, out. you know, like a, a shop, and just slowly. Or or he'll he'll take control of like a strip club because yeah. it's a cash business, and then it's mm-hmm. like oh you know. You, it's easy to kind of fudge tips or cash sure coming in and out, and it's okay to have a bunch of cash on hand and they make yep. massive deposits in cash. Yep, sure is. This is all, uh, man. You maybe you guys should. Uh, he pays for a bunch of construction and you know, but like writes in the receipts that it was actually five times more expensive than it was. Yeah. So he doesn't actually spend all of the money. And that's the, meantime, the thing about he, catching- he's got a building he can theoretically sell later. Yeah. I mean, you just you money launder until either you get caught or until you're so integrated into the system that you don't have to money launder anymore. Or, yeah, or you start an entire sport, like, I don't know, one fighting championship, and then you what? park your money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because the, the Yakuza were famously in control of the UFC for Japan, where mm. they, they basically, because it was actually sort of a cash business with, like, tickets at the door. This was back in the 90s and early 2000s. They were they were making a whole lot of money off of the fighters because they could they could say they were paying them a hell of a lot more than they were paying them. They could get the rights to them, sell their you know image for uh, money through other people at the same time as they're running like secret cash businesses on bookies and fixing fights. 
It was a wonderful, wonderful little system they had going there. And then that someone busted them. What a man! That's yeah, terrible. well, eventually, you know, you get big enough. And <laughs> what what was the one thing the 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 one the 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 CEO in charge of the one championship fucking sat in and his office was in the exact same building as a major yakuza head and they were like five <laughs> floor they were like five floors apart on the same fucking office complex like they didn't even they just gave up they stopped trying to hide it whatever but uh yeah no the the show the show is really good uh because it does a very good job of giving you characters that you can identify with and actually enjoy being around uh, they're written like human beings, like we said before, but they're written like flawed human beings. So yes, they are, you're, which you're is so const- much fun. Yeah, well, you're constantly trying to figure out what this person's about. Nobody's like a goody two-shoes who has nothing interesting to learn. Uh, the entire first third of the show, you kind of like the main character, Tokugawa or whatever the fuck his name was, and but at the same time, is there's a suspicion that he has the the, the missing girl, like hold up in his fucking apartment. You know what I mean? Like they, they just keep putting that on you just so you know. Also, they do a very good job of having uh, interweaving storylines without making things too contrived or stupid. I mean, I'm sure everyone has seen a show or a movie that has tried to do this before where like it's a, hard. there's a whole, there's it's a whole bunch of hard. converging storylines. Yeah. But you have to set up all these stupid contrived bullshit things where you're like, Oh, and they just happen to run into them later. You know what I mean? There's a lot of yeah. shit like that. Yeah. No, it's uh it was just genuinely fun to watch. It was so relaxing. Um like the when you when you first get to know this guy, you're like, Oh, he just seems like a regular Joe Schmo taxi man well, and, sort of. He is still a bit of a sarcastic asshole, but oh, that's yeah, what yeah, makes yeah. him a little bit endearing. Yeah, well, I, mean, yeah, I feel like that, that's that kind of the, a taxi. That is the guy, stereotype yeah. of taxi. That's a taxi driver. thing. A, yeah, I was gonna say it's yeah, a stereotype of taxi drivers at the very least, so like you get it. Um and they're kinda playing off that, but then you're like, Well, I wonder Wonder what they're gonna do, because you know you're like, okay, well, if it's just about a taxi driver, like, what exactly is gonna happen? Um, yep. And so it just gets fun to. I I honestly thought it was just gonna be windows into each one of the animals' lives that ride. Yeah, the back you really of taxi. thought that. Well, at least that's what I that's what I got the impression that this was going to be when people were talking yep. to me about it. I didn't know that there was actually gonna be an overarching story, and I think that yeah, that made either. it a lot better than what I was anticipating. So that was also nice. Yeah. This is um. It was surprising. I honestly was worried a little that we were going to walk into something schmaltzy and JW, we didn't figure that out last week. Um, right. But we definitely didn't. Like, it obviously has, like, little, you know, cute moments. But, like, okay, you know, hold on. Let, let's do some of our characters before we go too far into this because I don't think doing an episode-by-episode episode makes sense here. No. But I yeah, do think sure. it makes sense to explain some of the characters. Yeah. Um, so there's Dobu. <clears throat> um, everyone's an animal. But Dobu... Uh, what was he? Really. Was he like a baboon? Yeah, yeah he's a baboon. Spoilers. Well, no, they okay. should have watched this. They, if you watch this and haven't watched, it, yeah, there's no. Yeah, spoilers. we told them to pause. I, no, yeah, we, we told I, them to I, pause. I, you know, yeah, yeah, they they would have paused and then watched yeah, the 13 now, episodes. The, the whole twist, and we'll just say it now so that we can go and talk about the the beginning. The whole twist is that the main character is suffering from uh, like some trauma that uh, makes that. Not forced him, but apparently caused, it's a real thing. Yeah, caused it is. him to start seeing everyone else as animals, and we'll get more into that in the background. So the entire first twelve and a half episodes, everybody is an animal right up until the the climactic end. And so we're going to talk about them as animals because we see them as animals for ninety five percent of the time, and it's just easier yep. to 
to talk about them as such. Um, and then I it's will, also cool because they they leverage that, yeah. like they leverage the fact that these these people are seen as animals, and then at the end of it, when you see them as humans, it's like, oh, I see why you thought this guy looked like a gorilla because mm-hmm. he looks like a goddamn gorilla. Um, and like, I don't know, it, it's neat. It, it played well. Um, yeah, go on. We, we're going to talk about them as animals. Oh no, that was it. You can go on from here. So go ahead. I was just, I was just. Oh no, no, do yeah. go on. No, okay. I don't. Jay, do you yeah, want to yeah, go yeah. on? Go on. <laughs> no, producer. No, no, no. Okay. So um, I'll at least pull up Dobu. So Dobu is a. Gelata he's like a baboon, baboon or yeah, something. Yeah, he's a baboon. So okay. as you as you name so, yeah, characters, I will name what animal they are for you. I'll oh, that'd be great. Okay. So Dobu's a baboon. Mm-hmm. He's like, I guess the closest thing we could say to the antagonist of the show. Um, Everyone kind of. sort of has good and bad to them, so he is an antagonist, but it's not so clear cut. Um, oh, he, he's specifically a yakuza. He is yakuza. He's a yep. gangster and bagman under Kuroda, who is a uh, the frick was he called? He is a a tapir. Yeah, yeah. he's a tapir. It's kind of like thing an with the little snaws. No, a tapir yeah. is kind of like an anteater. Oh, all right. It's yeah, that is. A, yeah, I, mean, yeah, I looked up cool, a picture. Sir. It's the size of an anteater and kind of looks like. Oh. Okay. Oh my god, yeah. the thing's See, adorable. It's like got a smaller snout. It's like a pig, Andy. I don't know what to call it. You can look it up yourself, but yeah. I think it's called a tapir. Okay. I think it could be called a tapir. <laughs> okay, <laughs> in here. Point is, is that uh, Dobu is a Yakuza, and he does what Yakuza do, which is mm-hmm. make money in illegitimate, well, seemingly illegitimate ways. And he even um, says that. like he, he even says that in the anime, which was nice, because it wasn't like a, a whole exposition, but he was like, listen, this is what I do for the Yakuza, but I can't do any of this stuff, so... That's why we need to keep it hush-hush. But I well, yeah, yeah. Well, what people need to understand is that like organized crime really always functions this way, but Yakuza are the ones who really have this image as being people who are just rejected from society for one legitimate or illegitimate reason or another. And for that reason, they can't hold legitimate jobs. They just won't get them. They never will. And as a result, they have to do criminal things in order to survive and actually make money. Then, at some point, somebody balls them all together into a family, says, I'm the boss, and the way this is going to work is that we're all going to make money, but you're all going to give me some of it, like in a Ponzi scheme, you know, and the money's going to keep filtering up, and then what we're going to do as the people at the top is we're going to protect the entire family with these, like, bigger funds. They, they basically make a pseudo-government of their own where they will have uh, financial enterprises going down a pyramid uh, until you get down to the bottom people like Dobu, whose basically job it is to do just the the grittiest, nastiest, most annoying and dangerous jobs and most illegal jobs. And then they sometimes make the most money, but then they have to give most of it to their higher-ups with the hopes of theoretically doing such a good job that then they eventually get to be the boss and just collect shit for free yep makes sense to me yeah it's a hierarchy um so yeah dobu's a part of that hierarchy um and so is mr tapir guy whatever his name was he doesn't show up much so i'm not gonna really talk about him much um dobu is again like i said he's the closest thing to our antagonist that we can have he's trying to get money and he ends up wrapping in our taxi driver whose name was something anyone oh kuroda Kuroda. no 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 The, the taxi driver is like katakawa or something like that yeah, it's something like I know it started with like a K. Um, oh, okay. The tape beer is Kurata. Thank you. Um, yeah. I literally anyway, said that, but that's fine. Okay, don't worry. Well, about yeah, but the but the producer said it this time. Okay, so. it's fine. Just saying. Okay, apparently, 
The walrus, which is the MC, is Harushi. Yeah, Oda, Oda Kawa. Oda Kawa. That's, yeah, we know him as Oda Well, Kawa. that's his last name, though, right? Uh, yeah, but whatever. that's what everybody calls him. Okay, fine. It's Otakawa. No, I think he, so I don't know because they call he goes him, by Otakawa all the time. Is yeah, this what we want to talk about? <laughs> yes. No. Yeah, I'm gonna do an hour and a half. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> all right, producer no. Upvotes. Yes. No. <laughs> okay. So anyway, he basically makes the uh, the taxi driver Dobu makes the taxi driver Otakawa. do a bunch of shit for him. Mm-hmm. Otakawa. Mm-hmm. Yes. Makes him do a bunch of shit for him. Um, but he runs into a bunch of people. There are three cats, or no, two cats and a dog that are in an idol group. They're both eight. They're all three of them are like eighteen ish. Um, they're idols. They're all like trying to make it big. What? They're idols. Yeah, that's what I said. An idol group. Yeah, but I mean, like they're they're idol age. Yeah, they're, okay, there's a yes, reason that idols age young. out. They they're basically all between the age of fourteen and eighteen. Yeah, yeah. No, I I'm with you there. Okay, they are in the idol age bracket, but they seem. I know at least one of them was eighteen for sure. Um. The walrus, uh, Otakawa, has a best friend that's some kind of monkey. Mike, you're up. Uh, it's, uh, what's it, where is he? Kaki, Kakihana? Yeah, Kakihana. That's is that the type of monkey oh, or is oh, that his name. his name? His name's Kakihana. He is a yeah. white gibbon. My bad. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, okay. So And way anyway. uglier as a human. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as no, a he human, he's so old. I, I feel yeah. bad for him. I really do. All right, well, yeah. well so let, let's, let's just go through the entire actual story. Because I feel like this is just getting a weird and confusing. Yeah, the story. Is, yeah, the story weird. is that there is a girl who went missing. Right. She went yep. missing and is presumed murdered because the first thing you see in the show is somebody very clearly dumping a dead body into the water, tied up to cinder blocks so it doesn't come back up. Wait a minute. That's an American. And so, an so a little. She's gonna. Do. You what know, a little doing? girl was murdered. The next thing that happens is Otakawa, our main character, is driving a taxi and he gets pulled over by the police who say they're going to take his dash cam footage because supposedly, as they're backtracing this missing girl's steps, she got into his car. Uh, He claims not to remember her or whatever. Doesn't matter. They take his dash cam footage. And it's also revealed that this cop who pulled him over is a crooked cop who works for Dobu the Yakuza. Right, but um, you missed the yep, part. Very okay. specifically dirty. So he he picks up um, a college student first, um, who becomes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not I'm not doing this chronologically. I'm doing this based on story beats. Oh, because okay. now that we've established Dobu, what Dobu fits into this is that the girl who went missing is the daughter of his boss. Nope, the daughter of his boss's friend. Doss's friend, whatever. Point is, is that he now has this missing girl also on his radar. So he goes to try to get the uh, dash cam footage as well. Doesn't doesn't he say that he is like one of the prime suspects or like people are trying to pin it on him? That's why he's doing this. Yeah, as another aside, essentially, yeah. He's like the local Yakuza, so everyone sort of blames him for everything pretty much. Yeah. But yeah. Presumably, this is this is a two part thing. He's going to find his boss's friend's daughter, also clear his own name, also potentially make a little bit of money. Yeah. So the base. So the the basic thing we got here is that there's now two groups that are really trying to find this girl, Dobu and his crooked cop uh, bought out friend, and Otakawa, who as a result of uh, basically being pulled over and said, "Hey, you ran this girl. What the hell." Uh, he has basically a connection to this. Also, as we see early on in the episodes, every single time he goes into his apartment, he talks to like the bathroom or the only other room in his apartment 
like yeah, there's yeah. a person in there. Yeah. Who yeah, very is, specifically like there's a person in there. Yeah, like there's a person in there. So you're like, okay, it sounds like what they're setting up is that he either kidnapped her or is just sheltering her. Well, yeah, because what, yeah, what he, makes, I, it, I read what it he makes it out to seem is that, yeah, he, he says, you know, I haven't kidnapped you. I haven't taken You can leave it anytime you want. There's food. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go now. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it sounds like he's sheltering her. That's that's the theory. So, um, and then a new person comes in to talk to Otakawa. And this person is the manager for the idol group that the missing girl was a part of called, like, uh, Galaxy Kiss or some dumbass name. It's Mystery, Mystery Kiss. Kiss. This guy is actually They say it connected. a lot, Jay. I feel like this is a moment where you were trying to pretend you didn't know. I just remembered it had Kiss in the name. I couldn't remember. I thought it was like Galaxy mm. or Universe Kiss or whatever the fuck. It's it's called Galaga. Galaga Kiss. Galaga Kiss. Also, Galaga I watched it in dead. Japanese, so every single time I heard it, I just heard Gobbledygook and then Kiss. So I always, I only really remember. Kiss. Did you really Kiss. watch this in Japanese? Yeah, um... <laughs> Yeah, the voices were a little bit better. I guess, yeah. I mean, I, they probably yeah, were, but fair. the dub was good. It was fine. Yeah, I'm sure the dub is pretty good. But uh, anyway, so this other guy, Yamamoto, he looks like a fox, a little red fox kind of thing, or a dog. Um, I think he's supposed to be a dog. I believe he's a red fox. Oh, Whatever. Uh, it doesn't really matter. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's on the body. Normally, you can tell the difference based on like the size of the animal, but it's because it's on a human body. Yeah, he's called it looks the huge. red fox. He's the red fox manager. Okay, so. yeah. So anyway, so he's the manager of the idol group, and uh, mystery kiss, and as a result, uh, he is obviously interested in finding out what happened to his missing fucking performer. Yep. Uh, so he also wants the dash cam footage. Yamamoto also secretly works for another different rival Yakuza group. Uh, so Dobu and this other guy, Yano, are mm-hmm. both Yakuza under the same captain. Now, Yakuza have to bring in money for their organization, and they take a pretty steep cut. And there's always pressure to just get more and more and more. So uh, in this particular case, they are actually competing Um through unknown really reasons, maybe there's a promotion that's potentially up for grabs. Maybe they just want to cut each other in the ankles so they don't have to work with each other anymore or whatever. They're both competing to basically push each other out of business so that they're the top earner for their captain. Um, as the a producer result, says this, it's for erasers, and it's I for agree. definitely for erasers. It's a lot. It, erasers are turns expensive. out that eraser guy, he's the real main character because this is it's all true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so true. it all comes back to the razor. So they're both not necessarily trying to find the girl, but they're trying to make money off of finding the girl. And that's because one, Mystery Kiss makes a lot of money. So finding this girl behooves Yano and his Yakuza group. Dobu, on the other hand, just wants to give in a really good favor for his boss's friend's daughter and, you know, also potentially make a lot of money off of that as well. Now, the only other story really involved here are, well, actually, there's kind of two tertiary stories. One is a little shithead TikToker who, as a result of oh, he's so obnoxious. being just a little shithead, wants to he's be popular. Hippo. He just kind of randomly decides that um, he is going to try to hunt down and capture Dobu for really no other reason than Dobu's famous for being a criminal. And yeah, he thinks yeah. that he's going to get a lot of YouTube clicks by doing so. I mean, and here's the thing, though. He was right. He's a like, he actually was. Well, yeah. He went viral on it. The funny thing about this character is that you could honestly kind of cut him from the story and nothing bad would really happen. Um, 
And he's sort of kind of tied to the other side character who I don't remember the name of, but he's the gotcha guy. He's the guy who just wants to get a dodo in fucking Genshin Impact or whatever the fuck. And one day he's walking down the street because his entire fucking life is a lie and a slander and he's a little bitch. Um, he gets the fucking dodo at the exact same time as Otakawa like screams around the corner in his taxi, scares the shit out of the little kid, and he drops his phone in the water. Despite the fact that this doesn't make any sense, this somehow causes him to lose the dodo. Well, oh, wait, wait, hold on. This actually is a thing. Um, like in Pokemon Go, from when I used to play it a few years back, you can get something that pops up, but if the app crashes, it won't have registered on the cloud um, yet, so it won't it won't actually register. Okay, so um, that's that's what yeah, they're doing the, there. The this doesn't matter guy, that the much. But. With the dodo, Hajime Tanaka, he is a um, what a puma, and he's the eraser guy. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, same yes. guy. But so so him and uh, Kabasawa, the the little raccoon looking boy and the hippo boy, they they basically could be removed from the story, and not a lot would change. But the real purpose of them is to round out the cast and really make it clear that this is a show about people who are considered failures. Um, yes. The TikTok yeah. kid really has no skills and is in a relatively similar position to the raccoon kid. Uh, they basically aren't popular. Nobody likes them. Nobody wants to hang out with them. And they're both looking for that like societal approval. Uh, but they both go about it in different ways. Uh, Taiji thinks that he can make a bunch of TikToks or YouTube videos that are super popular. And as a result, he'll get followers and fame and, and then he'll have made it. Um, I mean, he literally says it out loud. In the, like, yeah, I think yeah the he does episode, literally say like, it out loud all the time. Followers matter. It's the only thing that like is success. Right. Like, you know, don't you care about success? Like, yeah, it's well, yeah, pretty and, direct. And similar to the raccoon, they've basically been sold a false bill of goods as to what makes them happy and accepted in society. The yeah, other totally. kid thinks that the only time he's ever been happy in his entire life is when he got like petty little dopamine hits from video games. So he goes to work for a video game company and doesn't apparently do a particularly good job or any job as far as anyone can tell. Well, that's and, just corporate, you know. Yeah, but and um, at the exact same time, he just starts sinking more and more of his money into his gambling addiction for gotcha girls or whatever the fuck. For little, I, I love the way he justified this too, because he was like, "I never got the dodo eraser, or I had a dodo eraser, yeah, I, and I found out that like this Pokemon Go game has this very super rare one as a dodo, so now I need it. It's the only way to justify my eraser fascination, and like this is, I know people like this, yeah, like." It's so believable and very, very sad. Um, but I know people like this. They take, you know, every little thing that happens in their life to mean this new thing that needs to be done. It's the universe telling me I have to. Yeah. And it's like, that's not, uh, that, that's not what's happening They're there. so completely <laughs> purposeless that they'll latch on to any, like, even tiny little, like, shred of satisfaction as their entire life goal and then sink all of their time, effort, and money into something just completely stupid and pointless that will never actually make them happy. And in this yeah, and case, like it's, well it's a gambling addiction. Yes, it is a gambling addiction, yes. <laughs> like, again, because I mean, he's... Pretty, pretty abundantly. Because he's been beaten down so bad by society, the only time he ever feels anything is when he gets those tiny little dopamine hits from risking it all and getting nothing. Or with the, yep. with the theoretical possibility of getting something. And then when right, he gets yeah, something yeah. and then it's taken away from him, he really, in a lot of ways, just goes on to the next big gamble. Um, I mean, yeah. His little cockatiel dies, super sad. And that was to, actually really sad for Well, me. yeah, like because I, it was the only thing in his life that, uh, that he was a actually... Macaw, I believe. Just, whatever. It was, yeah. 
either way, okay. uh, it was the only thing in his life that he like actually took care of and got and gave value to. You know, like, yeah, it, it and was, I think it's. I mean, not only is it symbolically sad because like it was his only like physical anchor left to the world, but it's also sad because like again, this is a very believable character, and it's yeah. very sad to know people like this, yeah. where like you know, you just lose track of everything else in your world because you're in pursuit of this one goal. And, like, that goal is not engaging. It's not rewarding. Like, as soon as... Let's say he got the fucking shiny dodo thing, nothing changes. Oh, yeah. Like, his life does not improve at all. I think that was what he... What we're supposed to believe that he realized at the end was that, like... Probably. At a certain point when he... So when he goes to bury his little bird, uh, he absolutely finds Dobu's gun stash. So he just grabs yeah. Dobu's revolver and he decides that the universe is telling him that he can finally get revenge for on losing... the guy that took the dodo. Yeah, on the guy who took the dodo from the him. shiny dodo thing. Yeah, That's the... like he's gonna murder a man because the shiny dodo went away. Yeah, it doesn't um, doesn't make any sense, but it makes sense in the sense it's that a gambler it's, thing. it's about yeah, it, well, it's about this is the next gamble. This is exactly yeah, yeah. how he's done everything in his life. There's some stupid like innocuous thing that he found or came into and now he has to run it into the ground he found a gun that means he not only has to use it he has to be like solely the guy who's walking around with a gun just going to shoot and he is and and for what it's worth he is (laughs) so all of these stories are kind of happening oh okay sorry there is another kind of worthless side character no offense in the form of uh, Odakawa's doctor and her and his nurse assistant. Oh, yeah, the nurse. And, um... Oh, yeah, and another worthless side character in uh, the little monkey guy. But we're not going to talk about them yet because they 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 get dragged in as a side consequence. Another character consequence. in the Monzai Men. True. Uh, <laughs> so, so, the, but the core story is about the missing girl. Yeah. So the way the story goes is that, um, and we'll and we'll work backwards from the truth. Uh, she was murdered. Yep. Obviously, she's not actually missing. Murder. And she did get into a into uh, a cab, but she did not get into Otakawa's cab. Uh, a different person got into Otakawa's cab. But what's important important is that on the night that this little girl was murdered, um, uh, another member of the band, Mystery Kiss, was going to try to convince her to give up her lead spot. At the exact same time as she walked in, she found the corpse. Uh, Then very soon after, when she freaks out and doesn't do anything intelligent, the manager comes in and finds the corpse and his lead singer. This Uh, is the Red Fox that found her. Yeah, yeah, the Red Fox manager of Mystery Kiss. He decides that he because he has a connection to the Yakuza, he can make this problem go away by basically hiring the Yakuza to get rid of the body. As as payment for getting rid of the body and having this dirt on them, they basically request a, a disgustingly exorbitant amount of Mystery Kiss's uh, profits from now until all of time. Uh, because that's what Yakuza do. They they get fucking dirt on you and then they extort you. So yeah, uh, the Yakuza did exactly what they wanted. They cut up the body, they put it in a bag, they threw it in the river and they disposed of it. And now they're, you know, they're uh, extorting Mystery Kiss for profit. As a result, uh, Little Red Fox Boy now has to make Mystery Kiss infinitely more profitable than it ever was. Because if he doesn't, he's going to be essentially in debt to the Yakuza with dirt that they will use to extort on him one way or another. 
So he kind of does a bunch of bad decisions and he very, very quickly replaces the murdered girl with someone who looks similar and then forces the other members of the band to wear masks so as to keep up the ruse so that nobody finds out. She's just another black cat. It could be anyone. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, like, yeah, they're not actually black cats, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Well, no, well, yeah, we're going to keep referring to They do to them look like similar enough that the yeah, mask do. does help people not understand. So, yeah, I mean, if I covered the face of a human and the only thing you could see was a mouth, yeah, I, most people are probably not going to notice yeah. if they have the same size and shape. At a certain point, um, yeah, uh, there is a fan of this band, uh, and this kid's only involvement is that he won the lottery. Uh, he won the lottery off Otakawa's numbers. Doesn't matter who cares. Uh, and he's going to get a billion yen, which is like ten million dollars. Uh, and he has professed loudly and publicly that not only has he won the lottery, but that he is going to spend all of that money on mystery kiss uh, CDs. Uh, he said he was going to pre-order three hundred thousand of them. I don't understand how a CD is that cheap. Because, like, theoretically, if it was $30, that would be, like, $9 million. So Yeah, I don't... I didn't quite get this either. He, I know he wants to spend a lot of money. That 30, I didn't bother $30 that. is a pretty expensive CD for some fucking idol group. <laughs> I mean, that's probably accurate, though. That's, like, I, I where guess, they make all their money is the merchant shit, right? I guess. Something like that. Either way, whatever. So, um... Uh, he's, that's what he says he's going to do. And both Dobu and Yano get wind that this is going to happen. They decide, for because they're Yakuza and because this guy's a fucking idiot, that they're both going to try to rob him in different ways. Um, uh, on the one hand, Mystery Kiss guy, the, the, the manager, is like, oh, great, I'm going to become super fucking profitable when this dumbass kid gets a billion yen and spends it all on fucking Mystery Kiss CDs. Hell yeah, cha-ching. It's finally paying off. Uh, And Yano, his boss, is pretty much fine with this plan for now. But eventually, Dobu figures out about this uh, guy making a billion yen, and he comes up with his own plan to try to steal the billion yen from him as well. Odakawa, who is currently still tied into this whole thing with the missing girl, is sort of strung along by Dobu, to do this plan on the dirt that everybody thinks that Odakawa either kidnapped the girl, killed the girl, or at the very least had her in his uh, taxi. So he's on the hook with the police, Dobu, Yano, and the fucking manager of Mystery Kiss because he theoretically knows something he's not supposed to. And everyone's trying to extort him. He's, but also, rather, he's also doing yeah. it uh, under threat of killing Shiba Shibagaki. The, the nurse well, yeah. lady that the, the nurse lady yeah. who he's falling in love with, yep. who Dobu also dated at one point. But like, you know, at the end of the day, everyone's just trying to put as many hooks into him as possible yeah. because everyone sees an advantage they can get by controlling him and the information he supposedly has through his dash cam footage. Also, quick math, put each CD, if it was 300,000 at about twenty three dollars. So, you mm-hmm. know, it's not that's about it's about right, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's right. Although it's twenty three yen. Well, no, well, yeah, but I did. So I did it to USD and then divided by 300,000 oh, okay. copies. And so it's about $23. You can convert it back, but that's what it's going to equal. Yeah. That's, that, I'm just saying that's not what I'd do. <laughs> no, no. Get, and it doesn't get make someone it, it doesn't halfway make to what? Because what, what is it, gold if you sell a million? Copies. Yeah, I don't. No, I know. 
What, when do you go gold if you get a if you get uh, a million? A, yeah, I thought it was a million, and platinum was ten. I think it's a million. So, so his so his whole plan with his lottery winnings is to take his favorite bland, his favorite band, a third of the way to gold. The, they're I mean, playing yeah, their bitch asses on the fucking jumbotron in Tokyo Square. I don't think they need well, no, three hundred thousand. I'm sorry, it's five hundred thousand for gold, a million. For yeah, but that's for a single. Are you sure? Oh, jeez. Well, is it for is it different no, for a that, single versus an album? I don't know. I, either way, he's he's given him a pretty healthy fucking boost, and I can't help but think he's not very responsible with his money. Yeah. Uh, everyone else thinks so too, oh, since no, they no. come we up immediately that. with very simple uh, fucking ways to scam him. So uh, Odakawa decides that he's going to use what little power he has over this situation and his wits and his apparent lack of fear to uh, basically play everyone against each other. Um. He gets Dobu to basically tell Yano that they'll give him the dash cam footage for a billion dollars, which just so happens to be the exact amount that this kid is uh, cashing in his lottery ticket for. This has the desired effect of putting this billion yen scam on Yano's radar, even if he doesn't end up paying for the dash cam footage at all. Uh, at the exact same time as this, uh, it turns out that in order to make extra cash, Yano had the manager of Mystery Kiss use his now no longer underage girl idols to do badger traps, which are a real thing. Yeah. And that's basically... I've never heard of this. I mean, um, I, I know the concept, but I never heard I it called a badger trap. I think calling them badger trap is a uniquely Japanese thing, maybe. But yeah, like, I think so. It, it's just like honey potting or yeah, yeah. Uh, gold You can digging, understand really. the concept. This is not, yeah, it's, it's a yeah. very understandable concept. Basically, a young, hot girl will go on a dating app, uh, try, to, try to hook a really, really rich guy, get him to fall in love with her so that they get married with no prenup, and then immediately divorce him and take half of his money. Um, it's a very real thing that unfortunately people really do. In this case, um, it actually goes a step further. This uh, idol girl is supposed to go on a date with rich guys and then kidnap them and extort them for even more money. Yeah. Which I, whatever, I guess that works. Uh, but in this case, it's as a coincidence, um, it only works because Otakawa's friend, Monkey Guy, uh, lied on his dating profile and said he made like <laughs> he two billion yen a year or some some yeah. stupid like, insane it was, it was, number. Well, it like equated to it, yeah, it was like or at least like yeah, it was some crazy number. Even I think it was twenty million dollars. Yeah, like well, that was, was either, what was translated was, on the screen. Yeah, it was two million yen or twenty million yen, whatever it was. It was a lot of money per year that he was. He went from. Well, yeah. I think he changed it from like some really small number, like. 300 yep. a month or something crazy. I think it might have even been per month. It was like 300. He changes it to like 2 oh, million. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my God. He, like, he basically he added two zeros. Yeah, he was like, yeah, you know, uh, you could have taken a smaller step up and seen what that got you, right? You didn't yeah, really he, need to. He took, a, he took his salary and he upped it two <laughs> steps and then he gave his best Pikachu face when suddenly 18-year-old catfishers on Tinder were swiping right. What do you All mean right, they man. want my money? What yeah, do you well, mean? <laughs> What do you mean? What do you he mean? Literally changed, he literally says he changed it because he knows that women like money. And then he was surprised <laughs> when people only wanted him for his money. Yeah, Who could have thought this? You didn't fabricate the personality portion of your Tinder profile, man. <laughs> They're not like, oh, I didn't lie and say I was a depressed, sad little stick of a man and change it to I'm a happy-go-lucky, outgoing person who loves adventure. If you did that and you, you know, at least put up the front, at least you could believe that other women might start swiping right on you for like legitimate reasons. 
but my guy, all you did was put up a fake profile picture with you in a suit and say you made 20 million yen a second. What the fuck did you think was going to happen? They think they're fucking Elon Musk. So I just, just uh, want to know what it was like to be a girl who like sees hit like sees his profile says no, then like a month later sees he's making like a million times more than he was making. Like what the freak happened? Hold on, hold uh, on. I saw a guy on the internet who said strange. he won the lottery. Maybe this is that. <laughs> or uh, my favorite thing is though uh, he goes on dates with this girl, and the dates are just nothing. He goes on oh, like yeah, two I mean, dates with her where they go to a semi fancy restaurant. And he's just like, here, eat whatever you want. I'll pay for it. And then he kind of like gets a loan or runs out on the bill or whatever. Like he goes into debt with he the Yakuza to like pay for some fucking loan. Yeah. He, he goes into debt to pay for fancy dinners. <laughs> Which is sad the fucking fuck. coolest thing. But uh, at a certain point, the, he gets captured and he buys a ring after two dates to fucking get engaged. And the girl's like, no, I think you're gross and ugly. And she just starts fucking ripping into him. And it's like, oh my bitch, God, so hard. bitch, you don't even know him. <laughs> She's like, I <laughs> found she... every second with you disgusting. It's like, okay, chill. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> he's a little off base for assuming you'd marry him. But you're a little off base for just being like, no, you're the scum of the earth. Why? Because he lied about making more money? I mean, as far as you could tell, you couldn't even tell the difference. The only you, thing that's like gross about him is that the man is like forty five or something and is trying to well, date an eighteen yeah, year old. That, well, like and, obviously that's gross, but like no, that's he never even like shit. did anything. He was just like, "Hey, no. I'm taking you on a date and I'm infatuated with you." I don't think they even touched. Uh, again, no. I'm not really defending <laughs> no. these interactions. It's just like this woman is like you. Your existence makes me never even want to consider kidnapping another person and i'm like, I'm like well, you know on one, on one end i guess that's good but on the other i'm like jesus fuck like man, this I man has only ever looked at you like the a little ugliness of the gold dinger of the gold digger like competition doesn't sound like it's the primary like detracting factor from you basically putting people into an ice bath and taking their kidneys you know, yeah, you, you like, would think like she's like oh this is so unethical and wrong right because it's evil no because the guy's ugly yeah you Damn, are, uh, girl. You are so ugly. Okay. I'm fucking, not going to take your organs. Just go over there and cut his head off. someone else's body. <laughs> the, yeah, I, the, the murder that's... I can get behind, but the dates with a man out of my league? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I can't do that. This is also some more quintessential fucking Japan anime stuff. And I don't even really think that this anime was trying to do it. He briefly calls out this character for wanting to go on a date with an 18 year old because he's yeah. like, dude, she's like really fucking young. But like the thing that he goes wrong on isn't that he's trying to date like 30 years his minor. The thing he goes wrong on is just like being a pathetic man that even an 18 year old can embarrass. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> um, but like, again, I, I don't. I'm only reading into it like that, I think, because anime has taught me to read into every single moment well, of potential pedophilia it, like that. It's also because but, they don't give you anything. So, like, you have to make assumptions about what he what was so repulsive. Everyone just calls him a fucking idiot, but you don't really know why he's an idiot, aside from the fact that he's falling for obvious catfishes on Tinder. Yes, and, like, we're allowed to call him out for being an idiot like that. I think yeah. that's what the show And everybody does. Do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, like, this one girl just, like, decides that he's the worst fucking man on the planet. Yeah, it just absolutely annihilates him. like, God damn, bitch, what is wrong with you? And he's literally tied to a post getting the shit beaten out of him, like, potentially to death. And she's just yeah. like, I can't believe you lied about how much money you make. You disgust me. 
Like, okay, bitch. Like, cool, I guess. Also, also, my favorite thing is that, like, I, I'm not 100% sure on this, but I believe that he was on a dating site specifically for the purpose of getting married. Yes, yeah, that, that's what like, he was Like, it, it wasn't yeah. even Tinder. Like, this is an express, like, well, swipe wait, wait, right on. to get app, married. The dating app, I think, was like a Tinder, but then in there, for sure, I know this, it said interested in getting married. Yeah, so exactly. Like, instead of being like hooking up or dating, like this one was like, no, nah, dude, I want to get hitched. So like this, you know, very, very young lady reaches out to say, I want to get married. I, I'm not, again, I'm not You'd really justifying this weird. You'd have to be a fucking moron not to think that's weird. It is fucking weird, yes. But like, I don't care like, what culture you think like, you're a part know, of. You... That's weird as shit and no one should ever believe that. No, no, yeah, no one should, should happen not. even if it's real. Like that's just dumb. You're like, oh, I'm going I'm to swipe right, go on two Tinder dates and marry somebody? What are you, fucking dumb? Well, but What's I think that's the point of the character, right? Like, people are yeah, making fun of idiot. him for that purpose, is that yeah. he's kind of dumb, but he's desperate and he's an outcast. And yeah. he doesn't think he's marryable. So, All like, I'm saying that's is that point. it didn't seem like there was any way he was going to get what he wanted. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think so either. So um, now that we're done with that, he gets kidnapped. He gets extorted. Otakawa uses his pole to try to rescue his friend. Cool. Um, but what this ends up doing is that uh, Dobu, in an attempt to get that, basically him and Otakawa are trying to constantly get deeper and deeper extortionary hooks into each other. Yep. On the beginning, Dobu wants the dash cam footage and he uses a cop to get it from him. But after he gets the, uh, the dash cam footage, he has a suspicion that he kidnapped the kid or at least somewhat has that suspicion. So he wants to get even more extortionary power over him. So he follows him around and... Um, uh, basically uses the fact that uh, he can follow him around and do whatever he wants with him to basically have him on the hook and on the line just in case he ever needs to go and get that girl back. Um, but what the second it's revealed that he knows a lot of stuff, he remembers a lot of stuff from his taxi driving, and most importantly, he has a connection to the kid with the billion yen, Mystery Kiss, and uh, the Yakuza boss, uh, he decides he wants to get even deeper hooks into him. So he follows him around and he finds out that he is romantically interested in an alpaca lady nurse who happens to work for Otaka, his own doctor. So, so the yep. taxi driver has a doctor who looks like a gorilla. He really doesn't do anything in the show except find and deliver exposition. But um, he has a nurse who is stealing drugs from the pharmacy and selling them to Dobu for money. Uh, the gorilla knows about it but won't do anything because... Again, this is all about people who are failures who kind of look out for each other a little bit. Even the gorilla is kind of just like a, the lowest level possible doctor who has his own clinic that doesn't make any money. And I know, do like, think he, he still do fits in. He's probably the closest thing in this show, though, to being a not outcast. Like sure, even even that, I feel like you and I would have to work pretty hard to be like, okay, he's no, an no. Outcast. Well, um, that that's part of the thing about it is that like some of these people work really hard. Some of these people are actually wildly successful, but they're always outcasts because of some other aspect of themselves. Like the the idol group, they're yeah. all very successful, but they well, still feel like outcasts. To be successful. Well, yeah, but you know, no, they are successful. They grew a mm. fan base from five, and they're getting played on the teleprompter in Tokyo Square. No, Even okay. before yeah, somebody buys 300,000 copies, like they're debuting, they're making it. At least as far as idols go, they're making it in as much a way as they possibly can. And But they still feel like outcasts. The lead singer feels like an outcast because 
she always felt inferior to the girl who got murdered because she was always like a much more professional dancer and singer. And then when she found her corpse, she felt like an imposter because she knows she's only the lead singer because she found a corpse and has is preventing someone from going j- to jail. And uh, the other sing- the other uh, member of the group who replaces the third. Oh, no, the, the second girl who did not die or get replaced. Uh, she just it like she's only in there because she looks cute and everyone keeps telling her that and basically talking shit on her. And as a result of that, she has to be the one who does the badger game. She has to be the fucking the gold digger because everyone just assumes that she's such a terrible singer and dancer that she'll never make it as an idol or make any profit. So they have to get profits from her some other way. So she obviously is treated like an outcast, even though she's still a successful member of the band or the group. So like, yeah, everybody, even the successful people are either treated like shit or treat themselves like shit. And uh, this doctor really is no different. He's probably considered successful by all the people around him. And yet he only finds camaraderie with other outcasts and he clearly doesn't make any money and he won't even report theft from his own pharmacy by his own nurse assistant because he just doesn't believe that reporting her or turning her in will do anything good for anybody because he similarly is disillusioned with his society and their ability to determine human worth. He knows that if he sends her to jail, her life will be ruined and her life won't get any better. She'll probably be forced to go back to dating Dobu and presumably either extorted or beaten or both because Dobu well, is wait, a bad they, guy. Did they date specifically? I thought it yes. was the, that is what's I said. Remember. That is what's said okay. by both um, Alpaca Girl and Gorilla Boy and even Dobu. That they did have a relationship, however, it was kind of clear from the way Dobu talks about it that he never really liked her. It's just another one of the methods that he does to extort people. He will get into relationships with women and then basically use their relationship status to extort them and force them to do things to make him money. You know, because that's what disgusting Yakuza people do. Anything for money. Also, for what it's worth, <clears throat> there's a little scene, um, and then we can get back to the actual story. There's a little scene shared between the like guy that wants to go viral and Dobu, yeah. mm-hmm. and you reminded me of it by saying he'll do like anything for money. The only moment where, well, one of the only moments we get to see Dobu as like a sympathetic character is when he's talking to this like you know the viral guy, the hippopotamus guy, who basically gets his ass kicked because he was always just like a total wimp. Um, and Dobu is like, look, I'm not going to fucking kill you. You're like too pathetic to kill. And like, then he proceeds to give life advice to the hippopotamus kid and be like, you just need a mentor, man. Like find someone to follow, like figure out something to have confidence in and go from there. And yeah. like the, the advice is not the worst at all. Like it's, no, it's actually pretty serviceable. It's legitimately um, good advice, but it was really for an ulterior motive. Yeah, of course, but it, I just found it interesting that probably the only person that could have given that advice to the hippopotamus guy is Dobu, because really they're very, very similar. Like, this this kid is extorting Dobu. Dobu's not, like, a good man by any stretch of the, you know, sense no, of the word. No, he's objectively but a terrible like, person, but he understands right. what it means to be an outcast in society and how to get some level of self-respect and productivity out of that. 
Yes. His and advice I, I just is thought legitimately it was cool. good because it's the exact same advice you would give to anyone who's having trouble like figuring out what they want to do with their life. The difference is is that Dobu is under the impression that he has done that when well, yes, really that he true. has not. <laughs> yeah, he has not. No. Like he absolutely believes in the hierarchy of the yakuza that he's in and that's basically what he's saying is he's finding some strong probably male figure in your life yeah. that you can look up to and he'll teach you how to extort people. No matter like, how you don't have any toxic confidence in it, and but... exploitative that relationship is because his relationship with his boss is clearly terrible, objectively I mean, it's, terrible. It's very directly exploitative. It, it yeah. could not be. Like, that's the point and, of the fucking And he's so fucking brain broken that he he just thinks that that's how it should be. A.K.A. Yep. that's the only relationship he can have with anybody. Even people he would probably consider his friends outside of it. Because he does, yep. he does legitimately give it good advice. He acts like your friend. But he doesn't I understand just, friendship. He just only understands extortion. I just think that I... It's just proof that this show is pretty damn good. Because if they had that speech given by another person of the hippopotamus and the hippopotamus listened, I don't really bite it. Um, but because right. it's from Dobu, it totally fits. Like these people, these characters are very, very similar, even though the one is obviously like a badass that probably kills people on the rig and the other one's just like a fucking viral wimp. Right. Um, well, and, and it's cool. Dobu's it's a famous. good moment. And, and right now, too. Little fat right. little, uh, little asshole... TikTok boy can't understand the difference between fame and infamy and more importantly can't understand the difference between like working at self-betterment and working towards like the perception of being better. He I mean he also never turns back from it. Like Dobu and the kid don't switch off. Like he tells Dobu, I'm going to turn off all my fucking like social media and stop this. And at the end he's on his social media again. Yeah, he's like, just it's, doing it's fucking one. great. Because he yeah, legitimately, it's awesome. he yeah, he can't handle it. He does make a lot of money. He starts like, like literally fucking some of his fans in like a disgusting way, which is really creepy as shit. He's making tons of money hand over fist for this stupid grift, and at the end of the day, he just takes the money and runs. You know, he he thinks he's bet. He thinks he like resolved his problem. He he got out of the game. But uh, all the money he made from chasing Dobu and putting up these TikToks about, you know, being a crime fighter, he yep. got a bunch of people to, like, pay his Patreon. And then when it was all done, he took the Patreon money, didn't give any of it back, and then left. Yep. He like, even explicitly acknowledges that in his apology video. Yeah, He's like, like uh, no yeah, refunds. Yeah, <laughs> this has nothing to do with Dobu. Uh, I totally made this decision on my own. And Dobu's literally right out of frame like, bitch, I just helped you through this. He's, whatever. he's squatting two and, like, feet to the left, yeah. Yeah, literally right out of frame. <laughs> um, and then, like, at the end of it, he's like, uh, also, yeah, no refunds on, like, the Lollapalooza thing that we were going to do. Uh, I'm keeping all that shit. And, like, just ends the video. Yeah. It's it's so incredible. Yeah. Um, and, and in that second, yeah. he is exactly the same as Dobu. Yeah, yeah, and, which, exactly. it, which, like you said before, makes it actually perfectly understandable why he would listen to anything Dobu had to say. He never yeah. really like hated Dobu. He was just doing it to make money. It was just business. And yeah, I mean, Dobu's it's the, the same, same relationship. Way. Yeah, yeah exactly. Business. Dobu has the same relationship with ya, ya, whatever. Y shit, what was Yasik? Is that it? yawning? No, who? Yano. Like that. Yano. Yano. Yeah, Yano. Um, <laughs> I like so calling him Yanni too because it makes him sound like a like a. <laughs> A fucking, uh, what do you call it? Uh, a Jersey, like, Italian mobster guy. Like, hey, Yanni! And it was extra <laughs> funny because he raps everything he says. Yeah, every single thing he says. Well, which originally kind of annoyed me, but over time it 
I, it surprisingly annoyed me less than I thought it would. Um, I don't know why, but I don't know. It just kind of wore off. Anyway, you can get back to your plot if you want. I just well, wanted to. We're, we're kind of running out of stuff here. So, but basically, the last stretch is that uh, Dobu comes up with a plan to steal the billion yen. Yano comes up with a plan to steal the bin, billion yen. And then Dobu comes up with a plan to steal the billion yen from Yano, who is going to steal the billion yen. Yeah. Um, this everyone's is where, after this billion yen. <clears throat> well, yeah, because it's a billion yen. But everyone's yeah, yeah, after yeah. this. And at the exact same time, we're coming to the head on the missing girl like murder case. Mm-hmm. But the basic thing is that um, uh, Odakawa, the main character, taxi driver, uh, comes up with his own plan to try to put both Oda... Uh, um, Oh my God! Not Odu Obu Nobu? What the no, fuck it's is not Obu Nobunaga. I know you want to say it, but <laughs> I forgot um, his name. I don't ya- remember. The, um, Obu? What's his oh. name? <laughs> I was o- saying Oda- it for thirty Oda- minutes. Odakawa. Odakawa. No, the baboon. Oh shit! Nobu. Oh, do, 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 Dobu. Dobu. Yeah. <laughs> got it. Got it. I was you saying his name over and over times. again so many yeah, times. Well, I, it like lost all I meaning did. in my brain. <laughs> Dobu. 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 I, guess. Dobu, I was Dobu, trying. Dobu, to yeah. Yeah. It wasn't Dobu, Dobu, Dobu because it doesn't no. make sense for you not Dobu. to know who Dobu is. I know. I said it probably four <laughs> seconds prior. Well, isn't this what Jay said like halfway through last season, Dobu. which is when I forget something, then basically everyone else immediately forgets oh, it, yeah, even though no, it should it, be it's obvious. A, it's like, a fucking virus. When I forget yeah. something, it, it gets deleted <laughs> from the universe. Uh, anyway, so uh, yes. Odakawa comes up with a plan to put both Dobu and Yano in jail. His plan involves involving the brother of the crooked cop, who is also a cop, uh, who's kind of an idiot. But basically, he oh, gets he's totally an idiot. This guy the little, sucks. <laughs> he gets the little brother cop to turn on his older I like brother cop they're just by to proving what, that like he's crooked. Older Daimon and younger Daimon, like they're just yeah, because they're both named Daimon. Well, yeah. they say big and little, but yeah, big, big, little, or or uh, they're also twins, so they basically yeah, they look twins. the same. And aside from the part where one of them wears glasses, you cannot tell them apart. Also, Producer, I think it's funny wait, that wait. they're twins, which means that it's actually probably very unlikely that they don't that one of them has unhealthier eyes than the other. Uh, I mean that does actually happen with twins. It does it? Yeah, totally. If I actually know twins, two will sets you of have twins. Different eye shapes. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. So I know two sets of twins, okay. both from my youth. That I Jesus. Anyway, two sets of twins from my youth. One twins, of, Basil. One of them twins. in each. Twins, Basil. Twins. One of them in each set of twins needed glasses, <laughs> twins. and that was like very common. Wow. Okay. Well, because yeah, I, I only know. knew a sure couple a sets of twins, and they all either had what, glasses twins? or didn't have glasses. Yeah, twins, Basil. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, well, anyway, in, in high school, I knew a set of twins, t- twins too. So there, <laughs> shut up, idiots. <laughs> so did anyway, you, did you know twins, producer? Anyway, little little diamond uh, turns on his brother after uh, Odakawa, the taxi driver, uh, it basically proves that his older brother is crooked. At which point the plan is that uh, Dobu is going to uh, bribe a member of the bank to give uh, counterfeit bills to Yano when Yano comes and tries to collect the, t- the one billion. At which point uh, they are going to drive off and, you know, presumably with the, the counterfeit bills. Then Dobu is going to yep. the pull up and he's going to collect the real money. However, uh, it's obvious that Yano's going to at least check one case 
and try to find out whether or not there's real money in there. So one of the cases that is given to Yano is real, and it's yep. it's ten hundred million dollar cases. So yep. he he basically is going to get a hundred million, while Do, uh, Dobu gets the other nine hundred million. However, this isn't good enough for Dobu, and he decides that on top of all of this, he is then going to have a big diamond pull over um, Yano force him to check his trunk and reveal the fact that he has fake bills, counterfeit bills. And then when Big Diamond puts them in the cop car, Dobu's going to run up and steal the van with the other case full of, with a hundred million real dollars. Yeah. The stealing the van thing is so greedy. When it happened, yeah. I literally had to remind myself, why is he here? Like this gives away who he is. And then like he gets in the van, drives off. Oh, and yeah. of course the, uh, the bad cop, uh, hold on. Kenshiro, anyway, Big Diamond, gets his ass whooped because it's like clear that he's in on the job. Yeah, and he doesn't have a gun. Or if he does, he he doesn't doesn't have a gun either. Oh, well, yeah, I guess that's true. Maybe he has a gun. I guess Little Diamond apparently had a gun because he shot. But then he lost it or something? Well, no, uh, they they said he lost it, but really the other guy says, oh, either that or he fired it. I couldn't imagine what was worse. He did fire it. That, that was yeah, what happened. He, he basically got put on administrative leave because he fired a bullet and didn't account for it. Which, oh, hey, you're right. I guess yeah. that's good. <laughs> that, yeah, I mean, if that's a cop comes back to here. the station with one less fucking bullet, someone's going to ask a goddamn question as to right, where but, or who that went into. My favorite part, though, was at the end of it. He goes, you fired your bullet at me? Yeah, I got in a lot of trouble, but at least I got to arrest all of you guys. And it's like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> so was like, that wasn't even to- related. He is still a fucking idiot. <laughs> he just walked up and shot Dobu in the leg. And I was like, yes, nailed it. And then he left and he didn't accomplish anything. No. <laughs> a little desk pop, baby. Yeah, a little desk pop. But uh, yeah, so, uh, the, so Otakawa's plan is that he wants to ruin this plan. By having Yano discover the counterfeit bills early. He does this by convincing the manager of uh, Mystery Kiss to basically go along with the with the group uh, when they go to pick up the money. And basically insist, heavily insist on, on checking a second case. So that they figure out it's counterfeit and freak the fuck out. When they freak the fuck out, it'll ruin uh, Dobu's whole plan because they'll get arrested early. Rather than by uh, Big Diamond, they'll get arrested by Little Diamond, who he's going to arrange to arrest them there. When he arrests them there, it's going to ruin the plan. Dobu won't get any of the money, and then it'll ensure that it immediately, all of it, all basically uh, one billion, gets returned immediately to the kid who won it in the lottery, who he's trying to protect. Uh, The plan goes bad because at this exact time, they fish the body out of the river and they discover that a member of Mystery Kiss, who has been giving performances for the last three weeks, has in fact been killed. Whoa, wait, no. (laughs) Mystery Kiss then has to have the world's most awkward press conference where they try (laughs) to explain why they covered up the fact that one of their members went missing. They immediately replaced them with someone who looked like them and then made them wear a mask. This is legitimately, though, it's kind of funny if you think about it because he was was seeing animals the whole time. It's the, oh, no, I accidentally killed my daughter's bunny. Quick, go to the pet store and grab a bunny (laughs) that's just like this bunny, and we're going to be good. Only it was, you know, a person that was murdered. It's the meet the parents bit where he like goes to the pound and spray paints the cat. <laughs> it literally would have been funnier if they found a different cat that was just oh, like a white yeah. cat and they just black faced her. 
Oh, oh my God. Because then how funny would it have been at the end of the reveal where they're not actually animals, and instead of just being a white cat spray-painted black, it was a white person who <laughs> tied their skin black. Jesus. <laughs> to go, to try that. to pose as a fucking black girl in an idol group. God, that would be fucking hilarious. I would love that. I would love I, that that's, the, that's like one of those things that you see, and you're like, do I need to double-check everything I just watched? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Hold on. Was this shit always here? and i just like how many times more did you do this no but all the black cats aren't actually black people because you know there are none of those in japan well to be fair there aren't exactly a lot of white people in japan either jay are you sure are you are you i yes i think that they've tried very very i know your theory to consider themselves white all right i'm aware of your theory they think of themselves as white so but either way yes they uh the they have to have this awkward press conference where they explain to the whole world that they covered up someone's someone going missing and then b- being murdered uh, with a, a quick replacement and a pair of fucking stage masks. Uh, the they stage get away stuff, with this, I mean, but as this a is result, like what makes it so fun to me is how believable that shit is. Like yeah, yeah. you absolutely some shit ass would be like, uh, oh fuck, um, here, you know what? Just let's get a, a doppelganger. Let's put a mask on her. Yeah, it's like, once his face from really one direction, like, once his face from one direction didn't actually quit. He died. He was murdered by the other members of One Direction, and then they replaced they all, him they by actually giving the guy they they murdered Harry Styles, <laughs> and then they replaced him by taking like fucking Ewan McGregor and giving him plastic surgery and just putting him in the band. <laughs> yep. And it's, someone's just like, hey, almost, do you think that's going to work? Like, yeah, yeah. I was I'm on pretty the confident. spot on who looked like Harry Styles right there for a second, and I couldn't come up with anybody. It'd be, it'd be kind of like if they, uh, if they uh, back in the day, uh, Rami Malek was alive when Queen was actually around, and they killed Freddie Mercury, and they just covered him up with <laughs> Rami Malek playing Freddie Mercury. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like no one thing. would notice. <laughs> he sings do you really same. feel that's going to work? Yep, totally, yeah. Uh, I yeah. think everything's going to work here. Uh, these fine. idol fans, they're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's also, that's a thing. Obsessed fans ever. They'll literally never notice. What, what's funny is that, like, so the whole thing is that this this kid who win the, the billion dollars just really, really badly wants to spend all billion of it on Mystery Kiss, his favorite band. And even he notices a little bit that something's different. Yes, he does. But he just assumes yeah. she magically got, in, in like, way worse at dancing. Yeah, like it was like, oh yeah, she's like not as good because even he couldn't recognize that they were different people. Even he thought they looked the same. (laughs) With the masks on, he couldn't tell. He couldn't tell that that was Ewan McGregor, and he (laughs) he just was like, man, man, how come Harry can't dance no more? (laughs) Harry's voice be sounding different. Sounds a little Scottish. (laughs) What's Uh, wrong? What's what's wrong? That's a little. A little strange there. I mean, this example is not working because Ewan's a talented actor, but you know, yeah. like this Fair. this replacement. Oh, and you know, spoiler alert: uh, the girl who actually, the person who actually killed the little girl, was the replacement idol. Oh my god! Yep. Yeah, that one. That was I, a good I thought reveal. They were just, it was a good reveal. I um, <clears throat> I really didn't think that we were going to. Uh, get an answer to that for a moment because i was like it's been a moment like yeah. are we going to be like and, told who yeah. killed her like and did a I miss perfect it? and a perfect example for the show too because she's a character who we get a little bit of backstory on she was basically she she was raised in a poor family her mom worked really 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 hard to make sure she had a normal seeming life and her mom always told you if you're gonna go for your dreams you gotta fucking make it because 
you'll end up like me, someone who went for their dreams and didn't make it and now has nothing and regrets it for the rest of their life. So as a result, this little girl will just flat out fucking murder you in order to get a spot and make it, which again, like fits with the overall theme of all of these people are outcasts, even when they're successful, because even this little girl who is quite literally doing whatever it takes to make it is still just doing it the wrong way. Like nobody does it the right way. And if you do it the right way, you'll just lose. So what are you going to do? You're going to be like Dobu and cheat. You're going to be like Otakawa and just like pray to God that some NPO pays for your entire fucking life and you're still miserable. You're going to be like monkey boy and fall for a catfish scam. You know, like everyone's trying to make it. Everyone's trying to be legitimate. Everyone's trying to do it the right way. And they either fail or they cheat and still fail. Except this girl who cheats and totally gets away with it. Yeah, hundred percent cheats and totally gets away. She gets away. Like not even a question asked. I mean, she even says at the end, she's like, "Ah, yeah, I might Mm -hmm. actually kill the other like idol member." Oh, also, I might, uh, I might kill the taxi driver. She was going to kill the taxi driver because she was the one who got in the taxi that night. She's the one who's on the dash cam footage. Yeah, but he even he couldn't tell the difference because he still saw them both as black cats. Because Otakawa, one of the bits of the show is that everyone thinks Otakawa has some kind of like sixth sense ability to remember people. Yeah, this was this was like my favorite little detail that came out. Yes, but actually, he he's not any better at identifying people really than anyone else. Uh, He just sees them as animals, so they stick out to him a little bit more than normal. Yeah, he has so he has what they call visual agnosia, and so because he sees everyone as animals, like if you see an elephant next to like you know a (coughs) panther, you can tell the two apart. But, like, if you see them as just two regular people, you might not be able to. And so there was a fun little um, fun little conversation where someone was like, wow, you can really pick... Oh, Dobu in the car was like, well, how are you going to, like, pick them out? He's like, you can... How do you think you can just go to the campus and pick them out of a crowd? He's like, ah, oh, it's really easy. I'm really great with faces. He's like, it's just more surprising that you guys kind of suck at it. And it was, it was cool <laughs> to later on reveal that it was just because he was literally seeing them as animals. And I Yeah, because he didn't need to see the... He didn't need to see what the little fat kid actually looked like. He saw him as a little blue hippo. Yeah. He's going to be pretty good at picking out a little blue hippo from yeah. the crowd of of an entire zoo of animals, whereas and, and everyone it, yes. else sees yeah. 8,000 Japanese dudes yeah. more or less wearing similar sort of clothes and stature, black hair, and wearing like Halloween masks. That shit's hard to pick out. Yeah, and it and, yeah. it, and it came up a couple other times where like um, the, the Red Fox was dropping the... He was dropping the Red Fox off, and he was like, are you sure it's not that girl? And she goes, nah, she's a calico. And the guy was like, what? And then he calls, like, the doctor a gorilla. And then right at the end, though, when the doctor comes in, he's like, can't you find this guy? He's like, I wouldn't know how. He's like, well, I mean, you told me he was a taper. And he's like, oh, yeah, frick, I can find him. Because, like, I guess he, like, sort of remembers what they look like as animals in his head. And so he's just able to immediately go and find that Yakuza mob boss because he remembers him as a taper. Like, if you told him this is his name, you might not know. But because he sort of remembers everyone as their animal counterparts, he's like, oh, yeah, frick, I can do that. That's cool. So... I, it was a good include. I really enjoyed yeah, it. Was, it. it was incorporated in a way that didn't, you know, they dropped it subtly every once in a while, and then it came up in times where it made sense to come up, and then that was it, and so it was cool when it was revealed. Like, it gave you enough information to realize something's a little off here, you know, like his every one of his backstories, um, like when he was in the back of the cab, when uh, the... Uh, the viral guy asked him, like, why did you get in the taxi drive anyway? Like, it was clearly like a human figure in the back of that cab kind of deal. And, uh, 
you know, whenever flashbacks, you're like, oh, this is this seems a little off. And then he keeps calling people animals, and everyone gives him like a confused look, but kind of just drops it, like it's like his weird quirk. Well, and especially the end, when they don't look anything like like some like the gorilla guy, uh, yeah. he accepted that he was he was calling him a gorilla all the yeah. time mm-hmm. because he's a big guy. <clears throat> so like <clears throat> the uh, the what you call it, the comparison made sense. But yeah, like you said, whenever he called the calicos calicos, they were like. What the fuck? Yeah, the red fox is They like, don't look what? like cats. Yeah, he's like, what are you yeah. talking about? But then he was like, I got to get more information. So it made sense that he didn't question it because he immediately tried to buy the um, the footage of the dash cam off of him. So like, yeah. it made sense that he wouldn't dig deep into somebody calling someone a calico. He'd just go, I don't know what the frick that was. I got to I gotta keep moving. I got to get this footage. You know? <clears throat> yep. so, it also yeah, explains right. why everyone who got a hold of his footage still couldn't figure out who they were looking for. Yes, Yep. Oh, that's interesting. I did not think about that. Because nobody cool. actually knew what that little girl looked like. And apparently it was so difficult to figure out that even they couldn't tell the difference between the two girls, like when they weren't wearing masks. Because Dobu went through all of his footage and was like, I don't even know what I'm looking for. Um, uh, the cop went through all of his footage and was like, I don't even know who I'm looking for. Because they hadn't identified the body, so they didn't really know who was missing. And they got the they got the parents to drop the charges somehow. Well, not somehow. The mob boss got him to drop it, but yeah, it was it was crazy how like one of the bits of the story was that Odakawa. Everyone assumes that he has this magic ability, but this was actually the one time even he couldn't tell the difference between two people. Yep. Yeah. It was. It yeah. was Really neat. I, I enjoyed. That uh, honestly, that. three people technically. Yeah. Uh, because as a fun little joke, right at the end, the last scene is. Uh, the the mysterious things hiding behind his door in his apartment was actually just a cat, yeah, was, a black oh, cat. Yeah, that's right. That because was an actual black cat, he physically couldn't tell the difference between those three black cats. Yep, One, yeah. an actual cat. Two, other people that are different people. Um, and the only thing that I that I also genuinely liked because it kind of made sense in a weird way is the Manzai group were called the Homo sapiens, which yeah. if you look at it from Odakawa's yeah. perspective. It's like, oh, it's they're funny. calling themselves like humans. Like, it, it wouldn't make any sense, right? Now, yep. calling themselves Homo sapiens is whatever when they're actually humans, but it's interesting because the world seemed to fit his own narrative of everyone being animals. So, Oh, yeah. yeah. It, was, it, was, I don't know, it was really good. That man. was cool. I, I like that little include. There, there are a lot of little includes that, like, once you know that they are all actually just regular people, you're like, oh, fuck, this is a lot of fun. Yeah, this makes a whole... Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's... Good payoff. Yeah. You know, I mean, every payoff nowadays is just like uh, that one that Cyberpunk Edge Runners ripped off. You know, it's it's just it's all identical. It's all depressing. It's just, it's, gl- you know. it's nice that we have an ending where everyone doesn't just die and we get payoffs. <laughs> yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Except for that girl who died in the beginning. Right. Except for well, yeah, she died. Never got to do anything. You know, I didn't like her character arc much. Yeah, she didn't really get yeah, much she, of an arc. Really a bit of a, really of a chance. Like a dead body? She, that's not. She didn't get much of a chance to develop. She only got to decompose. She was a pretty flat character, I have to say. <laughs> flat. Well, she, yeah, she's she really falling more, apart. She was a bit more shapely when they chopped all her limbs off and stuffed them in a bag. I really feel like her character was a little underwater, if you know what I mean. I, I, I love how they mm-hmm. had to chop up her body for no reason. Oh, yeah, what the fuck? I, I was watching that. She's a tiny little like, girl, uh, dude. You fit her in the tarp and just wrapped her in cinder blocks. Why did you have to chop her limbs off? Yeah, it's not going to really help that much with decomposition. Like, the you bones even, are still there. Now, if you threw them in separate bags, you'd maybe have a bit of a point, but you didn't. Also, yeah, you, you want to tie them to, to things, but you want to let the fish eat it. Yeah. You got to put it in, like, a mesh bag. 
This is why we have pigs, people. Pigs will eat anything, including the bones. Yeah. Also, you threw into the harbor two feet off of your fucking home base. Yeah, Come on, like right man. There. What are you doing? How many other corpses are down well, yeah, there? Yeah, they yeah, ever fucking catch you, they're going to look four feet to the right, down ten feet, and they're going to they're gonna the, peg you for every murder the, in the past 30 the, years. The defense, of, the defense of those mobsters. What, you really think I would just throw a dead body right next to where my hideout is? I mean, come on. I mean, that is come a on. solid <laughs> argument. We though, swept his hideout. We is. found 30 corpses. Ah, come on. come on. You really think I would hide all the dead bodies where I sleep? Come on. <laughs> Bada bing. They're not under my mattress. <laughs> well, you really Bada think I'd bing, sleep on top? Tony. Dead body, come on! Well, they call you corpse kisser. I don't know. It's not because I got any corpses under my mattress. Come <laughs> on, give me a break. He goes through like the entire planet. Well, you really think I'd kidnap these people and then I'd cut off all their limbs and I chop them up and I put them specifically in all these things and then sell them to the public? Come on, what do you think I come am? Come on, what are you doing? Uh, t- uh. Tiny lo- Tony loose lips. <laughs> he can't stop talking about his crimes. <laughs> Jimmy, do you think it's Johnny Tight Lips or uh, Jimmy the Rat? <laughs> oh, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, just, Jimmy the Red. I just love ratting. I just love, no, it's Jimmy the Squealer. I just oh, yeah, love Jimmy squealing. I just love squealing. <laughs> He's squealing. Johnny Tightlips, you've been shot. What do I tell the ambulance? Tell him nothing. Go Don't tell him mother. nothing. What do I tell your mother? He says I got a mother. <laughs> uh, right. I feel like Johnny Tightlips would be a, a re- like if he was real, he would be on our show, and we'd ask him for his opinion. He's like, Mm-mm. <laughs> "Who says I got it?" Did you watch the show this week? I don't know. Johnny Tightlips always turns his brain off when he watches anime. <laughs> the be- the best one with him though was when his uh, he was at a diner and he's like, uh, "Hey, do you have?" Uh, he's like, "I may have seen, maybe I didn't." What he got it? He's like, "Well, do you own a black car?" I may or may not own one. Okay, why well, the way it's getting towed outside? He goes, yeah, "That's my car." <laughs> hey, <he runs> out. <laughs> uh, all right, well, this was Where'd you throw anime. that body? <laughs> oh, no, they're sweeping my body. <laughs> um, so the question is, uh, I guess it doesn't really matter, but I was kind of thinking of something fun. Do you guys want to – we're going to watch all of these. Do you want to, to rank them after this kind of based on yeah, like, that our would enjoyment? Be fun. Um, yeah, I like yeah. that. And every so, time we get one, we put it in relation to the other ones that yeah. we've watched. I, I like that so a lot. So right now, Odd Taxi's number one and only. Well, that's the well, thing. Whoops. I mean, aside from the ones I've already watched or seen before, but yeah, yeah, the uh, yeah, that that would be fun to do. Let's keep a little bit of competitive nature in here. Yeah, competitive against them each other. Themselves. I also feel like we opened up pretty. I don't even want to say necessarily strong, but I think <clears> this <throat> went better than we were maybe even expecting it to go. No, like, I had heard good things about Odd Taxi. So we, I just we think can, it be as good we, as it yeah. was. We can rate this at number one because it is the only one, or we can, you know, we'll shove fill it, it in s- as it goes. Once, say, once we, we get shove it somewhere in the middle and see, you know, once we get a there. second one, once we get a second one, right. then we'll start. Then we'll start writing them down. But, right. but more importantly, like yeah, they, right now, if this is as bad as it gets, awesome. Well, we got Bacchano next yeah. week, so we'll yeah, see. Yeah, we do have Bacchano. We do have... Uh, <laughs> and then Jorman the... Gunn, so, you know. Well, hey, I, I'm one for one right now, so Your who Jorman Gunn is at least Bacchano about, like, gun runners. I figure that's going to be more interested than Oh, Bacchano. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, well, so Bacchano is about, like, a pussy train. So. It is, uh, like, the first... It pussy train? Yeah. Do you not remember the fucking name of the train, dude? Yeah, I it's don't. Pussyfoot. It's Pussyfoot or something. Oh, the no, train I don't think it Pussyfoot. is Pussyfoot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it really well, named that? I thought it was. Well, something. unless they're driving a pickup named Pussy Wagon. The flying Pussyfoot. Yeah. See, I, I was, you know, when I, I forgot flying. Um, my bad. Wait, hold on. In 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 Japanese, I gotta try this. Hold on. It's the Ferengu 
Hus Hifuto. <laughs> Hold on, I just put it in the chat. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> wow. I can't wait to hear this in Japanese. The oh, Frango yeah. Puss Hifuto. Frango <laughs> I love this. Thanks. I want to hear this. I like it. I want to hear that screamed very loudly. Uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll make sure I watch it in Japanese so I can hear that screamed in my ear. I just want to hear it once, you know? I don't, I don't need more than that. Uh, oh, yeah, man. so I'm what so I found out um, about Yorman Gun, by the way, is that uh, it is just going to be the first uh, like 12 or 13 episodes. I'll go double check. And if you look at all of the episodes titled, it'll say like Yorman Gun as like, and then the episode name. And then at like 13 or 14, whatever it is, it'll say like Yorman Gun, like Requiem or something. I forget what the yeah, title yeah, is, but it, it'll follow. It got so. a second season that yeah. wasn't really. Yeah, it's a just called season. it's called Yorman Gun, and then it has like a secondary yeah, yeah. name, like Colin Secondary. Well, if so I just, if I love the shit out of it, I'll watch more. Eh, the, but. the second season is I don't think it's as uh, well. I don't remember it being as good, so I guess we'll see. But at that's least fine, the first season. Fine. But again. It's from a while ago, so we'll see. But so we got a couple to get through. Yeah, we might have to have some breaks for you know the old holidays. But honestly, yeah, we I, may I don't not think have I'm to. Yeah. Have, I don't think yeah. we will. I think we're going to be all right. Week, I don't think I'm going to have an issue. Yeah, next week it's the Wednesday think. before Thanksgiving. Oh, maybe but... maybe I will actually. But all right, whatever, we'll, we'll figure it out. out. We'll figure out yeah. how to do this. Um, but either way, regardless of when this airs, uh, the next time you hear us, it'll be about Bacano. B-A-C-C-A-N-O, exclamation Exclamation mark. So this is another one of Ethan's picks, so we're getting back-to-back Ethan's here. What? No, I picked Odd Taxi. Did you? What? No, you did not. You helped me pick Odd Taxi. You picked Chainsaw Man. That's fair. I did pick Chainsaw Man. Yeah. Oh, and so how this went down is the producer and I each picked one because the producer hasn't wanted to watch Initial D for a while. And I have basically seen every anime I wanted to see, except for the few that were listed here. And so I just picked one that I thought might have been good for my past, but I couldn't remember. And then Jay and Ethan picked a bunch. And then we picked three movies as well. And we just kind of incorporated them into the list. So uh, yeah. that's how this list was made. Uh, again, yeah. So Bacano next week. This was a blast. Well, we only picked two movies. <laughs> and one extra no, no. long piecemeal no, no, no. movie. Have, wait, wait, there are Ghost actually three. Initial D and Redline. Yeah. Oh, oh, right, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. we have the then fourth have, wait, Initial, initial D is not a movie. Oh, no. What? Initial D is a show. Oh, is it? Oh, God. oh. yeah. Well, oh, good. Then we do only have three movies. Afterwards, then? I, don't I don't know. You're wrong. <laughs> oh, okay, well, listen. It we, just you says wrote that movie. today. It said Initial D earlier today, and someone wrote in movie. Yeah, there is there is no... I don't think there even oh, is Oh, you're right. No, we did just choose Helsing Ultimate as the as the movie. You're right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's, someone it's, wrote movie there. It threw me off. Okay, fair enough. Anyone wants to try to tell me that Helsing Ultimate isn't just a really long movie, they, they can go it's ahead ba- and fight imagine, me on that. It basically is. Imagine putting Quentin Tarantino in his place when he made the extended version of uh, Hateful Eight and just yeah, exactly. Helsing Ultimate. <laughs> yeah, just because there's four ep- hour-long episodes of Hateful Eight doesn't mean it's a TV show. Yeah, there are let's, ten let's hour-long episodes of Helsing Ultimate. So, you know. <laughs> all right, so Bakken over next week. This is going to be a, a fun vacation. And uh, all right, we'll see you then. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. You and that itchy trigger